Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hi everyone, welcome to Food Bites with thanks to Cheese Links. Welcome to you, Kevin. It's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. And Kevin Hellier. Nice to be in your company again. And we have a distinct footy flavour again on this podcast. Which, uh, which I always love. I love a bit of footy action. He's a, a, one of the greats of the Geelong Football Club, played nearly 300 games all up in his uh, AFL career. I had a little sojourn up in Brisbane mm. uh, with the with the Bears and then, uh, of course, uh, when they became the Lions, he was involved with that too. Coached uh, at Williamstown and has been involved in local footy in the Geelong area for a number of years. His son plays. Mm, Jed. Yes, Jed's a very good and player. And these days he's heavily involved in uh, helping people improve their lives. Runs a uh, gym called Insing Fit in Geelong. Is about to uh, uh, be part of the Howdy Partners podcast family <laughs> with a, a podcast that we're doing called Buse FC. I love it. The FC being for Fitness Club Centre or, oh, or well. Club. Or, or, or any well, other they variation. Both sound good. Uh, last week, F and C's meant uh, <laughs> meant fish and chips on this particular podcast. That was a new one for me. Yes. And I'm going to refer to them as F and C's forevermore. Can, can I just say that was a new one for a lot of people who spoke to me during the week? <laughs> Since when do you call fish and chips anyway? It's not quite like you know your T's and C's, is it? <laughs> your F's no, and C's. F's and C's apply. <laughs> uh, now here, of course, are thanks to Cheese Links. Uh, give Janet a call on five two eight two one nine eight four cheeselinks.com. Yeah, get yourself sorted for Christmas. Maybe a gift voucher. Otherwise, check out all the equipment you can purchase online to get you started on your cheese-making journey at home. You can do it yourself. It's easier than you think in your own kitchen. And coming up, we will announce the winner of the competition we've been running on uh, Facebook and on the Food Bites with Sarah Patterson Twitter account and Instagram. Yes. Do I have those, do I? Matt Preston's World of Flavour. Oh, yes, the book. Yes, the book. We're giving away a beautiful copy of Matt's book. It, it is a massive book too, I must say. It is like, Ooh, it is a, it's, it's a huge, huge book. You could do book. your weights with it. Uh, yes, you could. But let's not do it with that. Let's do our weights with our guest. Mm. Uh, he is the very fit, the very affable, the very energetic Mr. Andrew <laughs> Buse. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Welcome to Food Bites, Andrew Buse. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm feeling wonderful anyway. It's, uh, what a great day. We're live. <laughs> My first question would be because I asked Kevin this earlier does anyone actually call you Andrew? I get many things, um, <laughs> and, and mostly it, it probably is Andrew, to be honest. It's, um, but it's a rarity. <laughs> so it's busy most of the time. Hey, you, yeah, get a <laughs> few swear words and throw them in. Hey, uh, how do you rate yourself as a cook? Right, as a cook, I like to think of myself as quite competent. But um, having said that, I, I mean, I would eat anything almost, and um, and it doesn't have to be cooked perfectly either. I'll just wolf down whatever it is. So, But I, I, I like to think that I do a reasonable Weber. That's mm. probably one of my go-tos. What do you chuck in your Weber? Oh, I, I really love cooking a, uh, a really nice piece of um, lamb in there. I, I just, uh, it's one of those things in the Weber, it, it's, uh, if they're a little bit fatty, you, you tend to get that the, the, the really fluid um, fat out of the meal and it's just oh, I just think that they finish beautifully in the in the Weber. Are you a big eater, Busey? 
I'd be called probably um, a, a very slow eater, but I do tend to eat a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, is that is that been all your life? Because I mean, you started doing little ats is when you started uh, your sort of sporting career before you played the near three hundred games of AFL footy. So were you always? I mean, as a kid, were you, did you did you eat lots as a kid? I was always the the one that would sneak back out into the kitchen <laughs> and uh, and just rip pieces of meat off the <laughs> off the dish. You know, whether it was whether it was a roast, whether it was an extra chop or a extra sausage. What I'd always sneak back in there and. Uh, Mum would always be where are the seconds for tomorrow night? No, it's already gone. <laughs> I'm first sensing a bit of a pattern here that roasts have been uh, quite a part of your life and still are. What are your memories from what you were served up uh, at the childhood uh, dinner table? Well, I, I, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm, I'm going to. We were very uh, meat and potatoes. Mm. And mum, was, mum would, uh, she would try and do adventurous things, but we were just... Three boys plus dad. So there's four males in the household, and we're we're ravenous. So, yeah, just <laughs> I guess the, the small, dainty, um, you know, even a, a meal like with um, what would you call them? The uh, the little chops, the little little lamb ones. Yeah, we, the curly really tail ones. Of, the curly tail the chops. Curly, yeah, we didn't get those very often. We were really it was a big piece of steak, and you know, lots of um, potatoes, mashed potato, um, roast potatoes. Um, a few carrots, parsnips. Mum used to put the parsnips in, but goodness gracious, I still can't taste those. <laughs> and even and even the old Brussels sprouts. Oh. Yeah, she was keen on those, but uh, we weren't as kids. But I, as I got older, I found that they, they're absolutely delightful. I love them. And did you have uh, dessert as a kid? Yeah, yeah, always. Whether it be a tin of fruit with um, ice cream, <laughs> or ice cream with a piece of cake, or ice cream with it was <laughs> it was a pretty much a go to. Still is with Kevin, isn't it, Kevin? Absolutely. So you have a sweet tooth. Are you one that goes for the lollies and the bickies and the cakes and all that stuff? Well, traditionally, yes, I would be, um, Kevin. As I've got older, I've um, I've got to curtail that a little bit because I I tend to. Stack on the uh, a few extra kilos, and that might sound what's a fitness guy put on kilos, but that is what uh, does happen. So I'm mighty aware of those little treats and trinkets that just they're not my best friend, but I do love them, and I uh, and I but I I work very diligently to walk away from them. When you're an elite uh, athlete, uh, I mean, is it something that even crosses? I mean, I know nutrition's important when you're when you're um, playing at the highest level of sport. But how much has your diet changed uh, in order to combat, uh, you know, the the things that come with age? Really, really good question. Because you know, when you're younger, you can you can pretty much have anything, and uh, and uh, you burn it up because you're, you're just constantly doing something. I mean, I was one of those kids. Maybe I would have been ADHD or whatever initials they they have for it. Maybe I was one of those kids because, you know, I was always, um, whether I was out surfing or out down the park having a kick or riding the skateboard or on the push bike, you know, I was forever, you know, I was, even as a, a young kid, when I got uh, the license, I was in the car down to the surf, I'd get the, and then I'd buy a windsurfer when they came in vogue and then I'd, you know, <laughs> get back into sailing because the old man sailed. And so we were, I was forever doing something and jumping into a sport or, or an activity or a pastime. And nowadays, I, I, I do the, the, a bit of hiking and all that sort of stuff. So I'm still busy, but I, uh, it's, it's not the same. And you, you've got to be more mindful of how you eat and what you eat. So back in the day, I would eat anything. And as I got more mature, a bit older, say towards right, my mid-30s, then I started uh, doing smoothie breakfasts opposed to the old uh, cereals and all that sort of stuff. So I, I was getting a lot more fruit 
um, and, and goodies into me as I got a bit older and I've sort of maintained that into this part of my life. Hey, uh, Busey, going from little athletics and all the way through, and you talked about what you ate as a kid and uh, as you got into footy, when did when did food become an integral part of, uh, of what you did as an athlete and it became, you know, sort of the fuel for your body rather than just filled your guts? <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's the relationship that I do have with, with food. You hit it on the head then, Kevy. The, um, you know, when I'm looking at food, for me, it's, it's purely a fuel. Um, there, there is, you know, the, the aesthetics and the look and the, and the taste and the texture and all that sort of stuff when I'm having a, a nice meal out. But if I'm during the day, my day to day, um, you know, from, from probably 32, maybe 31 years of age, I, I um, was introduced to proteins and, um, and, and those sorts of, um, additives. So they were, they were a big turning point for me to, uh, you know, get the best out of my body. One, um, and, and I know I planned on playing a little bit more football past 30. So I had to do something a little bit different. And for me, it was a little bit radical. Um, and that was to, to go to the proteins and the, um, and, and all the multivitamins and, and trying to improve and increase, uh, my, I, I guess, metabolism. Yeah. And do, do you still take a lot of vitamins and tablets and all that sort of stuff now? Oh, I don't rattle like a um, <laughs> like a drug department store. I don't do that anymore. No, I um, I'm, I still do take some, but I'm, I'm not. Um, you know, I, I I think there was about one point in time I was rattling away with thirteen pills three times a day, and um, and none of them were evil at all. They were all um, yeah, very relevant to, uh, to sports performance, um, but but all all natural and. That, so there's no evil in there. There was no um, medicines, etc. But the um, you know all the omega threes and multivitamins and Bs and all that sort of stuff and calcium um, and, and lots of um, joint support, those sort of things. So things that would would give me a, a chance to, uh, to so the body could repair and, and recoup. Because the training that I did, I mean, it was I trained probably harder when I was in my mid thirties uh, than what I was when I was twenties. Andrew, are there any foods that you won't eat? There's probably – I do avoid um, super fatty foods. Like, I mean, people love a pork belly and um, mm. um, and bacon with lots of fat on. I mean, I'll trim as much fat off or avoid um, like a pork belly type meal. And, and I know they're gorgeous and they, they, they really, you know, taste the house down. But anything – yeah, like super fatty foods, I, I really will avoid that yeah. like the plague. Yep. <laughs> I, this is a nice segue into. I heard you and Kevin the other day discussing uh, um, nice, handy, uh, protein-filled snacks. What to have when you you're a bit hungry? Something oh, good for you. And go. I know you, but you suggested to Kevin yeah, that boiled go. eggs are a really good thing to have on the go. And I don't know whether you know Andrew, but Kevin has a phobia <laughs> about boiled eggs. <laughs> he can't. He actually Stop can't. Laughing. He actually can't stand being in the house um, when yeah. the smell of boiled eggs permeates the room. He actually has to physically leave the house. I, look, it staggers <laughs> me that, that people just avoid eggs. I mean, particularly boiled eggs. I, I just find them an absolute treat mm. and very filling. Um, I mean, the great thing about protein is that it uh, it does trigger the uh, triggers the ghrelin um, hormone. And, and uh, stimulates that, so we, we actually uh, have the feeling, and the and the brain gets triggered that uh, you're actually full 
when you're not entirely full, whereas, you know, carbs will, will scream at you, you're not full, you've got to have some more carbs, you've got to go and eat. And, uh, and so sugars will do that, you know, sort of tempt you back yeah. their way. Whereas protein is the exact opposite. You know, you have some protein and it just does trigger that, uh, activates that ghrelin and you, you, you'll get that stimulus of feeling full for longer. Still on that subject about a protein-rich diet, and we've seen the um, the overwhelming trend of, say, the keto diet um, and paleo-type eating. What's your take on on that style of eating? Well, I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always open to to read and listen. Um, but as a, as an individual, I, I tend to look at them and go, is it sustainable? So, if it's, mm. and if if I don't feel it is um, for me or for a client. Um, I'll have that discussion. You know, if, if you don't think it's sustainable, if you're not, if you're not buying into this 100%, then don't take it on because you're going to mess with your body. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, people do, they swing too hard. You know, they, they try too hard to be that diet. And, and I think that's probably the best way of putting it. They try and be that diet mm. rather than, you know, just eating sustainably um, with good variety and, and, and great blends and mixes. And don't start yourself with your little treat. If you've got a treat and you really like it, just, mm. and it's, but it's bad for you, cut it down. Trim it down or replace it entirely with something that's of better value, better food value. Is that, is that uh, a large part of the conversation you have when someone comes to InSync Fit to talk to you about, you know, getting fit and, and changing their life? Is the bulk of the conversation about what they're eating as well as what the, the exercise they're about to undertake? Kevin, I'm probably the opposite to most uh, training venues, and I, I look at people when they come in, and you know, my first thing is going to be about their their, their form and their fitness, like their range, how they uh, how they go about their training, because they're going to need every calorie that they they're eating to kick off their their um, their fitness routine. So, okay. if I can get that body fit and able to cope with the training that we do, then if they the, the question will ninety nine point nine percent of the time come up. As to now that I'm a bit fitter, I'd really like to um, look at my diet or is there something you, you would recommend or do you think I should? And the very first thing I do is with them, and I know people hate this, and it's, well, if you can fill out a diet, uh, a, a weekly uh, diet um, diary, yep. um, then we'll talk about it yep. because I know 99.9% of people won't do it. Mm. So don't, don't have to have that conversation <laughs> about they're eating. <laughs> Kevin's because nodding furiously. Not like <laughs> you have no idea the guilty look I have on my face right now. Oh, God. Uh, but, but so, I mean, it, it sounds to me in summary that you're you're basically saying that it, it is more a lifestyle choice and, and, you know, get rid of that word diet. Let's just uh, allow ourselves the occasional um, indulgence and life's kind of too short, isn't it? Well, you, you, you'll do your head in with um, stressing over you know, looking at the figures on the on the scale. Mm. In all honesty, if you do the work, um, you find that you you cho- you just start to choose better meals. You start to choose a little bit better because you know what you've got in the next couple of days is going to be a bit of hard training coming up, and so you need to again. And I'll, if I do talk food to people, it's all about fuel. Um, what's your body fueling up with? What are you what are you having pre training, post training? You know, all those sorts of conversations. And it, and most of my conversation will be a- around a uh, proteiny type type of snack. So I find that most people are snacking the sugary snacks. And yeah. So if we can if we can curb that, and uh, and I'll throw them a twenty one day no junk food challenge. You know, no donuts, no cakes, no breads, no biscuits. 
things like that. And people all of a sudden, I mean, I've, I've, with anybody and everybody I've done it with, two kilos. Wow. Two kilos in 21 days. 21 always. days. Yeah. yeah. So you can find them on any, uh, if you Google 21 day no junk food challenge, you'll find them all pop up on Pinterest, anything. You'll find them. But just have a go at it. It's a really easy one to do just to exclude those sorts of um, things from your diet. No extra sources, no takeaway, no, you know, they're very easy to, you know, just stick with. 21 days, not that hard. Hey, what, uh, is there a big difference between what you used to have on a Friday night when you were playing as to, opposed to what your son Jed has now who's, who's an AFL player of, of you know, the, the modern era? Is there a big difference between that that you've noticed? <laughs> no, I'll say that really easily because um, when, when mum uh, was cooking and I was living at home, Friday night roast was just tradition. That was what we did. And then when uh, when I moved out and um, and hitched up with Julianne and got married, we uh, we were having pasta. So it was pasta. So and it's still pasta. So yeah. all my kids grew up having pasta on Friday night. We still do it today. Uh, you know, Friday night the whole tribe come round and everybody's chowing down on pasta. So even my granddaughter now is chowing down on pasta next to me and flicking the the, the peas and corn at me. She gets a bit served of those as well. But uh, pasta, everybody's into it. Hey, Andrew, are you a coffee drinker? Oh, I love a coffee. Mm. Mm, Yes, I do. I really enjoy um, a good coffee. I I probably almost call myself a coffee snob. Oh. Because I will not not suffer a... A uh, A Nescafe or... You wouldn't be the only one, but uh, so what? What? What's your coffee of choice then? Well, there's a little roaster uh, in Geelong called Capra Coffee. Um, Steve Madden and his uh, lovely partner um, Debbie they they run a, a great little uh, venue. I think they've actually got something up in Hoppers as well. So hmm. um, yeah, uh, I like their brew, the Capra um, roasted uh, beans. Really. Uh, delightful. I find I just find them a nice mellow blend. They've, they've got a Nicaraguan uh, origin, yeah. single origin that I, I do go for, and it's uh, it, it's my go-to, and I really like it. So, uh, if, and you can buy those online too if you really like. But I have nothing uh, nothing in that business whatsoever. I just like their stuff. Well, you're just like Kevin because he won't tolerate instant either. No, will I can't you? drink it no. now. It just uh, you might as well you might as well just go and get sand and put in the bottom of a, a <laughs> cup. I reckon just just well, it like. just does nothing for you. I, I, I and I remember as a kid. International roast, that was it. Uh, yep. At my place. Yep, and Pablo was another oh, one. Oh, that's shocking <laughs> stuff. Oh, that is ju- that's seriously, that's just chalk of some Maxwell description House. that's been ground yeah. into the, it's awful, oh. awful stuff. I'll have it just for the caffeine hit. I'm I'm not afraid to say if I just need to wake oh. up in the morning and that's the only thing on offer, I'm happy to have no, the... A cold shower will do that to you. <laughs> hey, Busy, uh, uh, the, 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 we do this with everyone on the podcast, uh, the dream dinner party. You've got a dinner party going at your place and uh, you can invite anyone you like, anyone you like, dead or alive. Who would you have? Nelson Mandela, number one. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, that might sound really weird, but I loved his book, uh, mm. Long Walk to Freedom. That was just an amazing uh, story. I loved his his story. Um, I would love to uh, also have come along to my dinner party, um, Andre Agassi. Oh yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, he's he's an interesting um, individual, um, and I, I really this and these are all books that I've read. So um, I just I'd like to you know find a little bit more about them, and I would really like to have Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. with his ability to speak and do and be fully coercive because that would be an amazing, 
um, conversation to, to, you know, just be in on. I just love that would be a great uh, trio. I'd, I'd really love to get those yeah. guys together. Fantastic. That would yeah, be a, it's that a good would mix. be a, a great trio. Hey, what's the what's the best bit of advice you give to people when they're when they're looking at changing their lifestyle? Where 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 should they start? Boiled eggs. I reckon, Kevy, and I know you, you you think this is crazy, but um, just if you're wanting to change what you do, take small steps. So the very first step that I get people to do when they talk to me about. Uh, coming to a gym or, or wanting to start a new routine or, and, and do something, I say dress up like it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're planning on going to the gym next week and that's going to be when you start this week, put your clothes on, ready to do whatever that activity is. So put your runners on, put your shorts on, put your single on and just sit in the house. Just be prepared hmm. because you know what will happen as soon as you put your gear on? You walk you're, out that door and you'll go and start doing something. Yeah, you start to, uh, yeah, you make that yeah, move. I like it. You actually make the commitment. Yeah. That's my first that's my first thing, my first port of call. That's the first thing I get people to do. Go and dress up like you're an athlete and you'll start being that athlete. And just to finish off, Andrew, do you also have a cooking tip? Or a kitchen oh, a tip? tip? Yeah. Oh, listen, the, the, I reckon um, <laughs> my biggest cooking tip is don't be afraid of the kitchen. Get in there, throw a whole bunch of veggies into a um, into a wok. Throw some meat in it. You will be able. To, you'll become a first-class chef in no time. <laughs> Throwing a few little sauces in, um, lots of veggies. You'll be an instant hit with everybody. Everyone loves a good stir fry, and that's the easiest meal and the best meal to make, and it's really healthy for you. Love it. Very good. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure to catch up. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Oh, I love talking about boiled eggs. I've got a bit of a boiled egg fetish at the minute, it has to be said. I seem to have them just about every day for my lunch. And a friend of mine actually got me um, thinking about reviving the old Keens curry powder and having a bit of curried boiled egg Is that why that's in our pantry? (laughs) Down where the biscuits are, that's why there's Keens curry powder in that. that, You've only just noticed that. That horrible orange tin that haunted my childhood. That's the one. You've only just noticed. I'm not sure if that's grounds for divorce, but it's close. <laughs> it's grounds it's for you evacuating the property. Close, I can tell you. <laughs> it was a great chat. Thank you. And Busey. Co- coming soon, Buse FC, the podcaster, will let you know details of that uh, when that happens. And it is happening very soon. Now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a decadent Friday food poll. Well, before we get to that, oh. I want to announce the winner of the Matt Preston World of Flavour book. And, oh, uh, and thanks to Penguin, important. who gave us a fabulous copy of this book. It did arrive <laughs> four days after we did the interview with Matt. I mean, you fit it into the average post box. Well, it's going we'll to cost see. me 50 bucks to send it. Um, uh, some great responses. Yes. Uh, Lena said, I add parmesan cheese to my mashed potato. Oh, That's yeah. a nice twist. I like that. Mm. Wayne, our very good friend Wayne, said anchovies in his roast yes, lamb. Yes, I know he does that. In the little stab wounds. Yeah, he puts he, little slits yeah. in his lamb. My fresh garlic and the rosemary go in there and then he puts mm, anchovies in it. Yeah, nice. but they just dissolve into the lamb. But I think Wayne does it not for flavour as much as to be able to, when you've finished <laughs> eating it, to go, I put anchovies in that. <laughs> um, Possibly. Lydia says she adds a, a half to one small teaspoon of Vegemite in her spag bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well as a scrape of uh, lemon peel and a tablespoon of sugar um, to balance everything I like out. it. Might try that. Kerry puts, though, on the other hand, Kerry puts a spoonful of honey to her spaghetti bowl, helps take away the tartness of the tomato paste, and Angela adds a little pinch of yeast 
to her knocky. Oh, what a nice winner, idea. The winner is uh, is Joyce, who uh, – now, I wouldn't eat this, but I think it's a really fabulous twist – blue cheese for her macaroni and cheese and then tops it off with some shredded pear and chopped walnuts. Oh, that sounds divine now, that to me. That almost makes macaroni cheese edible for me. That makes it a really cheese. classy – Dish, doesn't yeah, it? I That's a so. great one, Joyce. So good on you, Joyce. Joyce Painter is uh, the winner of the uh, the Matt Preston uh, World of Flavors book. It is available as a Christmas present. We'll be sending that out to you, Joyce, at Absolutely. the earliest opportunity. Get your Cheeselings voucher, put it inside the Matt Preston World of Flavors, and you've got Christmas covered. Cheeselings.com.au. Good thinking, ninety nine. Now the Friday food oh. poll. Sweet, mm. I am. Sweet and as. We're putting apple pie up against a lemon meringue pie. I thought of the apple pie because Kevin got an apple pie of all places <laughs> from the local butcher shop oh, the other day. Me in. No, but I thought, what an unusual place to buy an apple pie from your local butcher. Well, it was a, it was and a he bonus. He gave it to you. Because I, I bought was some, very kind. Bought lots of steak and yes. chops and stuff. So and I've, he said, Hey, Kev, you want an apple pie? So I've, I mean, I've been thinking about apple pies ever since, and I love a good lemon meringue. So what do the, what do the people like? Muriel Cooper depends on the quality of the pie, nice pastry, proper lemon curd, not lemon-flavoured commercial snot block filling. Absolutely, Muriel. Eight, proper meringue. And it's lemon meringue every time. Sue Hosking, though, says, this is like choosing which child I like better. <laughs> I'll do it. Thank goodness I don't have kids. <laughs> I love both. But apple pie by a short nose mm. and certainly not made like the picture. Yeah. Uh, mashed pureed apple filling for me, a little chunky but not too much. And this, I love this too, cinnamon. Oh, yes, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Nothing better than the Very smell good. of cinnamon and apple <sighs> wafting through the house. Yep. Julie says lemon meringue. Uh, Michelle says not fair. I can't choose between these two. I say both, just like my yeah. mum used to make. Terry Daniel says, apple pie for me, thanks, with ice cream. Pete Tanowski says both and a scoop of vanilla ice cream, thank you. Michelle Smith, lemon meringue pie, but only if my mum makes it. I still haven't mastered her recipe yet. It is a bit complicated, the old lemon meringue pie. You can do the next one. Can I? Mm. Oh, it's your friend Davine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Davin Nicholas. Uh, that's a close one. But apple pie for me with cream and or ice cream. My nana made the best apple pie. That comes through this, that uh, the recipes from uh, the people who preceded us in this life are much better than the ones we come up yeah. with. Uh, Dana Lydia who said oh, apple. Oh, what about Marilyn? Marilyn yeah. is, is Davin's mum. Oh, sorry, says yes. Uh, uh, in answer to the fact that the nana made the best pie, said yes. She certainly did and no, nobody has even come close to replicating yeah. it. But I do love a homemade lemon meringue. Pie. There you go. Lydia says apple pie. Susie says in my younger years I would have said lemon meringue like a shot, but these days it's apple pie for the win. Wayne, now Wayne writes a little earlier than normal, says apple pie is a warm, fuzzy family memory that everyone in the world can relate to. Lemon meringue pie is a round dish of weirdness <laughs> that is barely worthy of being planted in the face of a clown. <laughs> yeah, good point. And that's where Sue Hosking says, Wayne, that's because you haven't tasted mine. Right, and this conversation continues later. Yep. Fran Duncanson says, greedy, I want both. <laughs> Old croaky, apple pie, the eating experience of lemon meringue pie is far more variable and risky than that of the apple pie. To be assured of a satisfying treat, I will always select apple pie, even a badly made apple pie will surpass a badly made lemon meringue pie. I'd yeah. take him to task on that one. Oh, yeah. yes. Have you had a bad one lately? Lemon meringue pie every <laughs> time for Dan. 
Higo says apple pie all day. Philip says lemon meringue is all you need. Apple pie needs cream or ice cream to make it better. He's right. And then there's a little emoji that came with that as well. Merv Hughes, apple pie for me. Thanks every day of the week. I've got these in the wrong sequence. You have, but um, I'm still on top of it. <laughs> Silvana says, uh, this is a hard one for me. I love them both. I can't choose. That's why I'm a professional, Kevin. Mm, okay. Glenn Rodder says, apple pie with ice cream all the way. Pato. Professional wouldn't have even mentioned that I'd stuffed it up. Uh, Tony Bennett <gasps> says, love, love both. both. Uh, Tony, Lemon meringue pie see, wins for me. See, Tony Bennett would have said love boat. <laughs> <laughs> Love boat. Kevin. Meringue and pie. I'm sorry. Love I'm sorry. Boat. I apologise every week, Tony. Love both. Uh, yeah, okay. But uh, in uh, what Tony actually says is lemon meringue pie <laughs> wins for me. Yeah, cut to the chase. Love both. He said only if it's made right, though. Annie Ooh. Nindorf says both. Annie says both? Yes. Does she say love both? Kevin, control yourself. Rebecca says lemon meringue, one of the harder things to recreate vegan-wise. Vegan. Oh, that's mm. interesting. It is. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how, how do you, you do, do that? that. But maybe with coconut cream? Dunno. Rebecca, tell us. Rachel says lemon meringue. Karen says apple pie. Julie, lemon meringue. Tina says, oh God, do I really have to choose? Lauren, apple pie, especially if it's homemade. Uh, the answer, Tina, is yes. Yeah. Uh, Susanna says, why, why don't, don't we, we have, have both? But sure, says one of each. Butcher, which a butcher is his mate. All right, so it was split. It was a split decision. Yes. There. 50 50, yeah. 50 50 on that what one. What about you? Your, mm, what would you go? Oh, lemon meringue pie. I love lemon. Mm. Oh, you've made a lemon slice for me that I'm devouring I, at the moment. Um, I love zesty lemon. It, it, look, it all depends on the quality of the pastry, but I would go apple pie. If I was walking through a market mm-hmm. and they were cooking both, there is no doubt in the world the apple pie would win every time because the smell, as you say, of the cinnamon and the apple, it, you just go, oh, give me some uh, of that. You know now. what I used to quite enjoy but haven't had one in years is the uh, the apple pies from McDonald's. They were pretty good when they were fresh hot out of Are the fryer. Are ones? Yeah, all yeah. rectangular. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like all the sugar sprinkled on top of it. It doesn't need it. I like that. Gives it a more texture. Nah, doesn't need it. <laughs> doesn't need it. No. Yeah, and you don't, you don't need more sugar because you're sweet enough. Well, exactly, but you've got to go. Uh, but we come to the end of the podcast. We must thank cheeselinks.com.au. Mm. Where do I have to go? You have to go to the pantry and get rid of that keen mustard. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> 52821984. We'll only be back if the keen curry powder's gone from the pantry. Otherwise, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.